This is the Wits End Podcast. So awesome, it'll blow your face off. So strap your face on and let's go. And here's your hosts, Bren and Matt. Hey man, this is an awesome party. Yeah, I know. It looks like our listeners have joined us for it too. Hello everyone, I'm Bren. Welcome to episode 69 of the Wits End Podcast. As you can tell by all the noise behind us, we're at an awesome party. However, it isn't just any party. We're celebrating the album 54, Claiming Symbols and the Meaning of God's Love, starts airing this weekend. So Brennan and I figured we would try to bring you guys along while we discuss our thoughts on this first episode. Yeah, and it feels like it's been forever since I heard the end of the Grand Rank Conspiracy. I actually downloaded it back in February and then heard it before the end of February, so I knew how everything went as far as what happened. So it feels like it's been a long time since I've heard anything new, and it's been kind of a long wait for album 54. And it was kind of hard to keep quiet about who the stiletto was. In fact, he mentioned that in our interview with Paul McCusker that I had to keep my mouth shut. So it was kind of hard, but it also made the wait longer, so I had no better than to download that for album 54. But anyway, speaking of album 54, the first episode of album 54 is Wooten Knows Best, which airs tomorrow. But we have to be honest, we actually cheated and heard it early. Yeah, we kind of did. Well, not necessarily cheated. Uh, the truth of the matter is, Nathan Hoogler was nice enough to send us the episode on the day after they released the MP3 downloads so we could review it. So many thanks to Nathan for that. And now getting into the episode itself, what did you think of it overall? I thought this was an awesome episode. The uh, the guy from Wooten's story definitely could not rate it because it gets two thumbs up. <laughs> Good start to the season. It was, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know, maybe quite as amazing as Green Ring Conspiracy, but it was definitely a solid slice of life episode, so. What did you think? Yeah, well, uh, it was overall, it was pretty good. I know we had different styles of breaking it down. I kind of went into more detail than you did. First off, I'm going to go into some of my thoughts of the story, which you said, it, I wouldn't give it very high ratings, that chicken story. <laughs> it just, I mean... Maybe it's because we're getting older, but to me, that episode, that part of the episode just didn't appeal to me very well. Well, it was for first graders. Well, that's true, true. Uh, the, the very initial one wasn't particularly, uh, I have guess, too terribly interesting. But uh, I did find that Wooten, um, his, his various attempts throughout the episode of trying to make it, uh, you know, kid-friendly, uh, were very, very humorous, especially... Well, especially the one, the, the first one where he's talking to Wit about the whole <laughs> thumbless man who's browsing through gift cards at, a <laughs> at the gift shop at the camp that's way far from the... Um, and there was also, uh, at the end, after the credits, he made another attempt at that in kind of a bonus scene, which I'm guessing probably wasn't on the radio edit, but uh, I did find that to be pretty funny, and uh, I thought it was a good way of using Wooten, because Wooten can often be kind of overdone in his silliness and randomness. So that was a good way to make some funny Wooten lines in his attempting to tell a story was kind of a, a reason for why he's being so crazy. So I thought Wooten was used very well um, as not necessarily the lead character in this episode, but uh, he had some great some great lines. So Yeah, and it was nice to hear mention of Camp Waternut again. It's actually only been used in three other episodes before Wooten Knows Best. That's right. It's, 
it's been a while. <laughs> He's in camp one and net one and two, and then kind of goes to camp one and two, and most recently the fundamentals when they did a basketball camp there, and that was way back in album 21, so it's been a while, but good old camp, camp one and net is an Odyssey classic, right? So It was also mentioned in a lesson from Mike as well. Oh, was it? Off the top of my head, I just remembered that. And what did you think of Melissa Cyphers? Um, well, it's sort of an interesting uh, secondary lesson, I suppose you could say, that wasn't really uh, hit upon, but the whole idolizing, you know, Olivia is totally a teenage girl, which obviously neither of us identify with, but I tend to have a problem with idolizing of Christian speakers and musicians, so it seems like, you know, I don't know, it just seems kind of wrong, like, she's going all crazy for this worship leader. Uh, but of course, I don't know. I did find it funny that um, that her dad didn't know who it was. <laughs> you know, he was like, Melissa Cyphers? Who's that? <laughs> um, kind of like, you know, all these teen pop stars or whatever. So, definitely a modern modern uh, twist on Camp Whatnot, I suppose, a special guest like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really nice, some of the things they mentioned, they worked purity in there, which was a good thing, and that's something we should try for daily. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was funny that Matthew, <laughs> who Olivia was all going crazy for, was this singer and whatever, and who Matthew would go crazy for was this audio engineer, basically, who, <laughs> first when I heard that, I was like, that's dorky, he's, you know, he's going crazy over meeting this audio engineer. But then I got to thinking and I was like, well, if Jonathan Crow is in town doing something, I would want to go get his autograph. So I can sort of identify with Matthew, I guess, a little more than Olivia. So yeah, but yeah, as far as character written, it kind of does seem to me at least like he's changing a little bit. I mean, when he first appeared, he was comical, but they kind of steered away from that a little bit. And uh, it seems nowadays they're just trying to overdo it, kind of. I mean, I don't want to bash the RC team, but it seems like they could do a little bit better with the comical stuff. I thought it was good. It, he had some, some good ones. I like the, uh, about the uh, Zacchaeus being a tax collector. He was worried about Zacchaeus being too scary. Olivia's like, <laughs> there's nothing scary about that. He's like, yeah, but he was a tax collector. That one made me laugh. But, um, I don't know. I mean... There's a lot of a lot of Wooten haters, you know, and uh, well, that was another thing that Wooten being with first graders, <laughs> both as a uh, as a camp counselor and as a Sunday school teacher, um, I thought of the top crusader on the town of Odyssey as a, a Wooten critic. A lot of people are like, you know, there's no way I would let my child, you know, build a treehouse with this dude. Yeah, I don't know about him being with first graders. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I mean, it doesn't bother me as much as, as other people. Wooten is a major character now. You know, he's like one of the, it's it's Wet County Eugene and Wooten, so we're gonna be seeing a lot of him. But I thought they, I personally thought they used him reasonably well in this episode. It is if he's if the episode is all focused around him, he can be a, a little bit over the top sometimes. But I think the biggest thing for me, as far as the whole episode goes, was I thoroughly enjoyed the interactions between Olivia and Matthew. I, I think you could classify those as classic. Maybe not quite as much as the Barclays, as far as every family is compared to the Barclays. Well, uh, they run a pretty close race, in my opinion, anyway. They did have some some good kind of banter in there. It was, it was realistic. I like the. Uh, I have to go feed the hungry. Yeah, I've got prisoners to minister to. <laughs> that sounded like something I might say with one of my siblings. Yeah, either that or, or brother or sister. So yeah, those are pretty good lines. 
overall, I tell it started wrapping up with Mr. Parker having her read First Corinthians 13. Uh, it's a good point about, about having knowledge but not love. So yeah, I think Marshall Younger addressed that in the episode really well. But I also think it's worth mentioning that if we have the knowledge of God but we don't show that love to not only our brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ, but to the sinner who knows nothing of God, we have done nothing. That's true. It reminded me of a uh, quote by a pastor named Greg Boyd. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he's got a sermon I think he did on this. And the, the quote is, Correct doctrine minus love equals worthless noise, which is kind of cool. So this reminded me of that in that, yeah, it's like, you know, the whole biblical knowledge, you know, all that is, is cool. But um, I think that's kind of maybe an emphasis of, of 1 Corinthians 13. If you look at it in that, you know, love is, is so important that all this knowledge and theological stuff doesn't really matter if you're, you know, fighting with your sister or, or uh, whatever. It's all about love. And another thing in the, the lesson I found sort of interesting in this episode was that it seemed that the climax was like a little more than halfway through the episode. And there was a lot of wrap-up. There was a lot of, like, falling action. Um, rather than in sort of a standard storyline you might expect, okay, there's this conflict arising of they both want this spot as Wooten's assistant, they do all these things, there's the test, and, and then at the end, Wooten picks somebody, that's the bulk of the episode, then Wooten picks somebody, they're happy, the other guy's sad, closing credits. But <laughs> this episode uh, had two or three solid scenes afterwards, uh, really kind of hammering home that, that lesson, the moral of the, the episode, both with when Olivia was talking to her dad and then the scene at wit's end. Um, with Olivia and Matthew, and then getting on the bus too. So it really kind of spent a lot of time, it seemed like more time than, than usually they usually do on that lesson. But I think being the first episode of a themed album, I think maybe that was intentional in sort of setting up an overview of what this album is going to be about, the things you're going to learn, and sort of, okay, we're going to look at love for this these 12 episodes, but first let's you know, make this emphasis of why love is so important and that, you know, it doesn't matter if you if you memorize this chapter along with the album, that's, you know, that's cool, like Wooten was saying, but it really doesn't matter very much if you don't take what you learn in these episodes and put it into action um, in love. So I think maybe that was kind of an introduction to the album as a whole, which was, is always cool, especially with a theme album. And one thing that was interesting that I caught early on, I don't know if any of the younger listeners would catch on to this, but you mentioned when they was getting on the buses. With that right there, uh, when Wooten says to the driver, move that bus, it very well could have been a reference to Extreme Makeover Home Edition when Ty Pennington was always saying, bus driver, move that bus. I thought it was great that they had that, and I also thought it was great that Melissa Cypress appeared at the end. I, uh, I caught that too. I, I think it was pretty obviously a reference, and I do not watch that show. But okay, I mean, I don't know, I guess maybe it wasn't, but I thought, it, when I heard Move That Bus, it's so associated with that show, at least in the States. I don't know, maybe Canadians are like, what are you talking about? But um, anyway, kind of a cheesy show, I think. <laughs> they always try to throw those things in that not everybody will catch. So. Speaking of not everybody catching, I listened to this episode, I don't know, probably a half a dozen times before, <laughs> it was actually just very recently, that I realized that Olivia was not played by uh, her former actress, Hope Levy. She was played by a new actress named Kelly Stables, and I thought they matched incredibly. Like, I did that. <laughs> obviously I didn't even notice. Um, 
Wow. Yeah, it was like practically the same person. So <laughs> she jumped into that role well. Yeah, I thought Kelly did a fabulous job. Before playing Olivia, she played Jill, one of the kids' world characters. So I guess maybe with this whole trying using adults as kid characters thing, uh, which I'm generally skeptical of, maybe that's a benefit in that you can maybe it's easier to, to match voices that way, just to some extent. Um, I don't know if that's if that's true, but I don't know what happened to, to Hope Levy or, or why they, you know, why she left or whatever, but. Yeah, this new actress certainly jumped in and did just fine. Overall good acting in this episode, as always. So yeah, in conclusion, I thought the music was awesome. John Campbell did a fabulous job on it, as he usually does. Yeah, I enjoyed the lesson that Olivia learned. Yeah, like I said, as far as Wooten goes, I think his camp stories could have been a little better. So therefore, I give Wooten Knows Best a 4 out of 5 stars. Alright, uh, I equally enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, it wasn't so so special and ah this is a classic and there were there was a little bit of it sort of cheesiness with the uh, the storybook ending of Olivia you know getting more than she had originally expected um, in you know the whole going up on stage thing was kind of like ah this is a little cheesy she did the right thing and she gets rewarded but, but overall it was good I, I, I like the way they used Wooten um, I think it was it was great looking to the Parkers and uh, had some, some good lines, a good story, and uh, really made me look forward to hearing the rest of the album and how they're going to deal with First Corinthians 13. So I am going to copy you and give it also four out of five stars. Copy that. Well, you had a good rating. So, if that's all for the, for the review, you won't be hearing from us next week, since we're doing this one a little early, but for the rest of the album, we'll have to we plan on, I think, uh, waiting for the episodes air on the radio before doing a podcast on it or listening to it and then doing a podcast on it we won't be doing a new podcast next week but then uh, on October the 8th which just happens to be my birthday um, a Penny Saved will air Pennywise deals with the aftermath of her role in Green Ring Conspiracy and plans for the future so what do you think about that? Well, I haven't heard a whole lot about this other than it's supposed to talk a little bit about life after part 12 of the Green Ring Conspiracy. And I hope they can give us quite a bit of closure in this episode because I think that all we will hear, as far as I'm 55 goes, is I think we'll just share Mr. the Mr. Groat side of the story. I don't anticipate hearing anything other than Mr. Groat. So hopefully there are plenty of details about that and I am really looking forward to seeing what happens with Penny in this album. I'm just really looking forward to this episode in general. I've been waiting for this episode because, of course, we heard uh, Wooten knows best early, so I'm really excited about getting to hear Penny say, and that's one I'm really looking forward to. I agree. I think it'll be interesting to see sort of the follow-up to uh, Green Ring Conspiracy, and this one is apparently going to focus on Penny, but I'm also looking forward to hearing about Buck and how, how he's doing. I'm really hoping that he sticks around and... Uh, sort of how he, he continues to learn from all that happened and and then yeah I'll 55 with Mr. Groat and I think we'll probably continue to to hear from the rest of the gang into uh, what we're thinking is going to be a pretty exciting album right but but yeah the, the follow-up for 53 um, will be cool so we shall see next week so um, oh before we go I'd like to give a huge shout out to Redo, one of my favorite people uh, at AIO Wiki. 
Yeah, that's correct. The podcast you're hearing right now is edited by Reddo, and he has agreed to step up to the plate sometimes and help out with the editing. And uh, that will help us a great deal if there's a week that comes up and I'm just absolutely swamped. He will be able to help out with editing so we can get the podcast out to you guys sooner. Yeah, both. He's a he's a cool guy and a big fan, so thanks for helping out, Reddo. Yes, thanks a lot. And yeah, well, I think that about covers everything. Actually, there is that one thing, you know, the fans. Oh, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, Matt and I like getting feedback from you guys. And there are actually two ways that you can contact us. The first way is for those with Facebook. If you haven't already, you can go to Facebook and like the What's In Podcast fan page. It is easy to find in the search. And once you like us, you can comment on each podcast as we release them. And the other way does not require Facebook. You can simply send an email to questions at wpodcast.com. We hope to hear from you soon. And with that said, we leave you with this final thought. Always remember that the best is yet to come. That's right. See you next time, guys. Let's go enjoy this party. Zen Podcast is a presentation of Regis Blackbeard. For more information, check out the wepodcast.com or contact Regis Blackbeard on the TOO.